0: I'm on the road this week, or more specifically, I'm on a train, getting some slightly weird looks from fellow passengers. And I'm travelling for a couple of reasons. One, I've actually found someone to interview who's in the UK, which is a win. And two, because I wanted to record a couple of things like this. This train is the southern service to Milton Keynes Central. We are now approaching Watford Junction. That's a robot doing a human's job, or rather it's a recording of a human given to a robot in order to let the human who's driving the train concentrate on the really important driving bit. And that's something we do quite a lot these days. When I get on a crowded bus here in London, the bus itself tells me that Additional seating is available on the upper deck. If I'm using one of those automated checkout things, I almost always get interrupted by...
1: Unexpected item in bagging area. Remove this item before before continuing calls.
0: And when I'm queuing at the post office, it's not the nice person behind the counter who calls me forward. It's this lady. Cashier number four, please. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be that person? Your voice is so personal. It's one of those things that just makes you, you. Could you imagine giving it to a machine so they could impersonate you? Now, becoming the voice of a queuing system isn't exactly becoming how. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. But it is still giving up a little bit of control about how you're represented. And signing yourself up for a lifetime of speaking to yourself in shops. Would you do it?
1: number
0: four, please. I'm Jack Dearlove, and this is Anecdote, a podcast full of stories you probably haven't heard before. This week, meet Kathy Summers, someone who lent her voice to a robot a couple of decades ago and who can still be heard calling people forward to different numbered cashiers in a shop that you're probably not far away from right now. She was kind enough to invite me to her house a few weeks ago, and we talked about how it all started, how people react when she tells them who she really is, and I also had a little bit of a chat with the rest of her family as well.
1: Cashier number four, please. I've still got it.
0: Let's go back in time a little bit. Kathy's story starts in 1993. So you weren't using the internet to buy things. You had to go to actual shops and speak to people in real life. So in that way, introducing a computer voice to queuing was pretty revolutionary. But she never planned to become that voice.
1: I was working for the company. Belmont Electronics in those days and um, each queuing system has something that you, that you use a piece of equipment behind the counter and these were hand controllers which had buttons on it which actually when you pressed it called the number forward and I was the electronics assembly I made all these handsets as well that, that went in for the installations and uh, yeah it just Martin
0: Kathy's boss
1: approached me one day and said do you think you could do a voice for me? And I said, yeah, by all means, yeah.
0: And why were you picked for the voice? <sighs>
1: I think there was nobody else that, <laughs> that had a voice that, that talked posh, I suppose. I don't know. Um, I suppose there was probably a lot of people. We, we have quite a like a Buckinghamshire accent here. And I think Martin wants somebody who could pronounce their words a little bit better, maybe. Uh, the North hants Lilt there is here as well. And I think he just wanted somebody who can pronounce their words a little bit better than the other people that were working in the company at the time, should I say. So we were trying things like cashier number four, please, Um, cashier number five, and so it went on until we got that correct. Cashier number four, please, to accentuate that that number cashier number five please and and when I got it he said yes that's right keep it going keep it going we went right up to I I think in the end about number 35 it's easy to do the single numbers but once you start doubling up cashier number 22 please (laughs) it's a bit more difficult
0: and where were you? Were you just in the office? Yes, or?
1: yep, yep. It was up on a mezzanine. We had offices upstairs, we had a production area downstairs. And it's, it's right, we just put screens around us, told everybody to keep quiet, please, and uh, um, no phones ringing, and just let's run through this, you know, quite quickly. And it was quite rapid. It was quite, It wasn't something that took me days and days. <laughs> it was just, off it went, a couple of hours, that was it.
0: A couple of hours. That was it. No big fuss. Then the machine started to be installed in post offices across the country. And then Cathy started hearing herself.
1: I suppose the first time was in the post office in Milton Keynes. I went in to listen to it, to see. We'd done the installation and um, I remember going through and it was a huge, huge queue. I do remember that. I stood there and he went in for two, t- two stamps. That's all I wanted. Uh, some excuse to go in the post office. And uh, and people, would, they were talking about it because it was quite a new thing then. Nobody had done this sort of thing before. And um, the, the lady in front of me was saying, you know, this is really a huge improvement, huge improvement. And I said, all right, that's really good because, hey, um, my company installed all this and I'm the voice. And she sort of looked at me and I gave her a, a demonstration, cash in number four, please, and that was it. It sort of buzzed up the queue and uh, they were all talking about it and it, it sort of stopped the queue completely. <laughs> Eventually I got to the front of the queue to buy my two stamps. The manager was standing there and sort of, I think in, in, in simple terms he was asking me was I going to go in there very often and if so, can you just keep quiet please, <laughs> Don't don't announce yourself.
0: <laughs> the reason for the commotion wasn't just because the people in the queue realised they were standing next to a minor celebrity. It was also because in the early days, Cathy says the great British public didn't know the voice was computer controlled. They thought there was an actual human being hidden in the corner somewhere. Although some had more of an excuse for thinking that than others.
1: A friend of mine, um, she queued up in the queue with her little boy who was in a buggy and um, there was this voice, cashier number four please, cashier number five please, and they got to the front of the queue and her little boy started crying. And he was so, so upset that I wasn't stood there. <laughs> he was really looking forward to seeing <laughs> Auntie Cathy, he called me, Auntie Cathy. And when he got to the front of the queue, I wasn't there. And, 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 and his mum didn't know what to do because he was so upset and distressed that I wasn't stood there. He wasn't going to see me and say hello to me.
0: I do want to slightly apologise if you live outside the UK and haven't heard Cathy's voice in real life. But I'm sure you have heard, we Brits do love to queue and tend to hate it when someone's kind of served outside of the correct order. So the technology that Cathy helped to bring in is actually pretty iconic. And what do you think of it all now, when you kind of look back on it all now?
1: It was a job and it it was something that I, you know... It was great fun at the time, obviously, and it's quite fascinating. To, it's still there, and it's still out there. The systems are still there, but um, no, I just take it all for granted now. That you know, I walk into the shop, and if I if if I call myself forward, <laughs> that's fine.
0: And <laughs> um, what do the rest of your family think of it all?
1: Oh, that I should have got paid for doing it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that uh, did come up. I'm Pete Summers, and I'm Cathy Summers' husband. I can't really remember the conversation. I mean, maybe if I had, I may have said, oh, well, they're going to pay you for it. Uh, because it's notorious as you, um, that in this business, unless you are a professional, like a newsreader or such like, um, you tend not to get uh, paid. But no, it's, it's been... It's been quite interesting. I feel quite proud. It's still nice to uh, to hear yourself um, and uh, and to hear your wife. Yeah, it's great. Uh, There've been times when I've been in a in a, in a shop with uh, with uh, with our son David when he was quite small, and uh, that would be um, that would be his mum's voice there. And you just well, I
2: remember sometimes going into shops and, and places and hearing my mum's voice, and but obviously I knew why, but it was still, it was always quite fun. I remember one time going into, I think it was a Boots, with my dad. And I remember we just, we heard it and we just burst out laughing and by the time we got to the, you know, it was calling us. It was like my mum was calling us to the till. And by the time we got there we were sort of laughing and I think the, the cashier must have wondered what what we found so funny. What I really like about Cathy's story is that it's so much more of a
0: family story than some of the others I've told recently. The job she had at the company allowed her to work from home, and that meant the recording ended up being quite a big
2: part of David's childhood. I remember doing some electronics at school, some soldering and, and things like that. And you know, no one else in the in the class of you know of however old we were at, at secondary school had ever done anything any soldering or anything like this. And I, I remember being a bit bemused because they would you had to wear like a, a face mask um, because of the solder because your kids and they, you know, health and safety and stuff. And I remember being like, why do we have to wear a face? Like my mum never wears a face mask or anything. She's just sat there, you know, soldering. She doesn't even you know, sometimes has a fan on or something if she's doing a lot. But so I've, I just remember finding that a bit funny and being like, oh, I know how to do this. You know, I've done this all the time. I've done this loads before. I've always liked computers. And so there's, there's definitely a the similarity there you know computers and we've always had lots of computers and that kind of thing and so it definitely influenced me um i guess it probably would have influenced me a lot less if she would had been doing it in her offices or whatever you'd want to call it and maybe that's the thing to take from all of this she might
0: not have become unbelievably rich from the technology but kathy and pete got something more valuable in return By giving her voice to a robot and by giving up that little bit of control about how one of your most personal features is used, they both got to spend more time together as a family. And that's worth way more than some royalty check. In my opinion, anyway. Anecdote is made by me, Jack Dearlove, and if you'd like to talk to me about it, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jack dearlove. I'd like to thank the entire Summers family for their time a couple of weeks ago, and for the pub lunch they took me out for after the interviews. That was more than generous. My music is all created by the awesome Poddington Bear. You can find a link to his work at anecdote.fm, which is also where you'll find a little blog post about podcasting that I think you might find interesting. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, then you should definitely subscribe and uh, leave a review on iTunes, because that makes quite a big difference, actually. I'm off on a summer holiday soon, so the next episode may be a little bit sporadic, but it's well worth the wait. Especially if you're a Star Wars fan. That's all I'm going to say. In the meantime, I'll see you in the queue.
1: number four please